I am reading Revelations chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. After this, I heard what seemed to be the loud voice of a great multitude in heaven crying out, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, for his judgments are true and just. For he has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her immorality and has avenged on her the blood of his servants. And once more they cried out, Hallelujah! The smoke from her goes up forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who was seated on the throne, saying, Amen! Hallelujah! And from the throne came a voice saying, Praise our God, all you who are his servants, you who fear him, small and great. Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the roar of many waters, and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder, crying God, Hallelujah! For the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true words of God. Then I fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But he said to me, You must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What is a salvation? What does salvation mean to you? How do you respond to your salvation? Because we have salvation. Then how do we respond to our salvation? Last six weeks, we've visited seven churches in the book of Revelation to learn how to be Christ's holy church. But church's ultimate purpose is the salvation, the promise of eternal life. The message of Jesus Christ to churches in Revelation was faith, and endurance because before the new order, new world, salvation comes, we are in this transitional period between the old and new world. Today, 
we are still in the transitional period. So we are still under attack from the world, politically, economically, and theologically. Church is in a war. But we fear not. We must not because we know the end of this war. So today's scripture reveals when this war is over, the new heaven and new earth will begin with the marriage suffer of the Lamb. The supper of the Lamb begins with the word hallelujah, which means praise the Lord. We say it a lot. Everybody knows hallelujah. But it is hard to find hallelujah in the Bible. It appears only in Psalms and only four times in the book of Revelation, in this chapter 19, only. There's no hallelujah in other books of the Bible. Why? Why Christian didn't say hallelujah more often? Do you say hallelujah often? Because many Christians... Hallelujah depends on their health, good health, and security, success, and prosperity. So some Christians lost their ability, capability to praise hallelujah and blessing God, blessing other people, and be amazed by God. So most of time, even some Christians, instead of hallelujah, they curse their life and live in the gloom. Eugene Peterson said, when we say hallelujah, we are participating in the basic experience of joy and gratitude, centering our lives in an open and response to God. It is hallelujah is response to God. It's not response to ourselves. So hallelujah is universal. I mean cosmic. We are created to praising God of universe. The God of universe. Not for ourselves of a province. Not my life, my area, my country, my people, but we are created to praise the universe, God of universe. So we curse our life because we, we misunderstand our fundamental purpose and meaning. Hallelujah transcends all things. But curse can get over even one thing. Right? 
Hallelujah was the language of wedding banquet. Because the wedding was a celebration of the entire community. It is more than just celebration. Jewish wedding was seven days. To have a wedding, they had to save a lot of money for many, many years because the wedding banquet was available for entire community. Can you think about it? Your son's going to get married, and you have to invite entire the population of Ephrathah, even just Ephrathah. Can you afford that? So that's why they had to save a long time, a lot of money. Just for the wedding banquet, Jewish people invited everybody, whether they're clean or not, whether they're holy or unholy, you know, disabled people, poor people, widows, orphans, everybody was welcome for this great feast for seven days. For many people were under extreme poverty. So they were waiting for their wedding, somebody's wedding banquet, so they can feel themselves. So it was a realistic salvation for everyone that was wedding. So they said, they come and then say, hallelujah. It's not like say you say to the, the married couple, oh, good for you, congratulations. No, it is my experience too, my joy included in hallelujah. Like, yes, amen. It's my joy, my joy for your wedding. That was hallelujah. And we know this marriage suffer of the Lamb is a celebration for the entire universe, for eternal victory over our sin and death. People would ask, DJ, but we're not in the marriage of suffer of the Lamb yet. We're in trouble. We're in the gloom. How can we celebrate and say hallelujah in our gloomy reality? But no, we don't have to wait until the Lord comes and being in the, we are being in the marriage suffer of the Lamb to sing hallelujah. Because we can say hallelujah now and begins to shape our languages and life around the truth of God. Eugene Peterson said, Hallelujah was injected into the vocabulary of the people of the world by persons who were threatened daily with torture and death. The songs of Revelation were sung by the Christians who lived under the sadism of the Roman police state. The church that sang the hallelujah songs in Revelation was almost exclusively made up of the poor and the exploited, the imprisoned, and the martyred. 
Remember, we are living under grace of God, not the judgment of God. We are in God's time, Kairos, where the past, present, and the future are coexisting. So we are in the God's, around the God's table now. Yes, our present is full of challenges, uncertainty, and struggles, but hallelujah does not depend on good life with good health and security with guaranteed income. But hallelujah depends on our faith, our hope, and the love of God. So we must sing hallelujah now and forever in any circumstance. In the marriage supper of the Lamb, the response to hallelujah was amen, amen. Hallelujah is the invitation. And amen is acceptance. Yes. You invited me? Yes, I'll be there. It is the most favorite word of God. Remember, God created us to amen for his action. He even himself responded to his own creation. He saw it and it is good. Amen. Yes, it is good. That he responded to us and his creation. It was a broken, but he restored everything by Jesus Christ. So we are now, we can say, we see the world and ourselves and the people, and we can say, yes, they are good. They are good people. Because Jesus changed. But Satan, never give up. Try to deceive us to say no, no. As he did, sin begins, began with doubt. Sin tried to enable us to celebrating, blessing, and congratulating God and every being God created. Don't be deceived by Satan. Apostle Paul said, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, whom we proclaimed among you, Sylvanus and Timothy and I, was not yes and no, but in him it is always yes, for all the promises of God find their yes in him. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. I told you, Jesus lived a man life, fulfilled, realized the will of God. That is a man life. 
So our life, church, Christian's life, must be a man's life too. Yes, to God's will, for His glory. But we don't have to deny our own struggles and challenges every day. Because God knows our suffering and pain. And, but God affirms our life by who God is. Again, we can say hallelujah because of God of the universe, not, not because ourselves in problems. True amen is accepting our reality, whatever that is. Our daily life with our weakness, our infirmities, our poverty, and give, but we give thanks and praise to God, to the Lord. That is the gospel to the people. When we live like that, that is the gospel to the people. And that is a Christianity. Eugene Peterson said, What is blazingly clear that whenever there is a repression or negativism or denial, it is not the gospel. It is not the church of Jesus Christ. It is not God's word to us. It is some kind of faithless, small-minded, simple intrusion into the sacred court of God's eye. Every time someone prays, we say amen. We respond with amen, right? It is we are saying, yes, that prayer is my prayer too. I will commit to your prayer. When you say prayer and you say amen, that means I will commit to this prayer I just said. It's our vow, our oath. So we have to be careful when we pray and when we say amen. Even Jesus taught us to pray. Your kingdom come. Your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. That's amen life. We are living in this world, among the world, but we are living in the kingdom because our life is bringing kingdom down. You know, prayer is just living in the presence of God. So prayer is not just a bunch of words we spit out and feel good about it. Just feel comforted. No, it is our commitment to be responsible to what we prayed. Can we go back one slide back? Jesus blessed, promised bless those who express their joy and gratitude to God with amen. To the invitation, hallelujah. His angel said, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. These are the true words of God. 
That is a blessing. That's why we can say hallelujah. That's why we are joyful. That's why we have this gratitude. Because Jesus invited us to the table. And we are in the table. The church is the table. This is a table. The Lord's table, that's the Lord's table. Maybe we should make a bigger Lord's table here so you, you sit around there. That's the Lord's table. We're sitting around here. We're company. We share bread together. We, our community, we are gifts to each other around the table. It's just for our church members, only Methodists, no, everyone, everyone. Invite them to your life. And they come to your life and they are sitting in the table. They don't have to join our church as a member. But they come to you and they come to the Lord. That is, this is, this blessing is the finale of our salvation. Just gather around in God's table and feast with all faithful saints in heaven and on earth. So we must praise the Lord today. No matter what, no matter what happens. Right? I mean, I don't want to be sarcastic. I'm not sarcastic. We can praise the Lord for Phillies winning the championship if they would win, right? No matter what happened, I'm bankrupt or I I'm just got laid off from my job. You know, whatever happened, I'm sick, whatever. We praise the Lord because the Phillies won, right? We will. You would. But what about your eternal life? You won this greatest victory ever, forever, that we must be joyful and be grateful. Amen. Friends, what is salvation to you? I mean, gospel is great because of so many illustrations, so many descriptions about salvation. One of my favorite illustration of salvation is the return of the prodigal son. Yes, I was, I was prodigal son too. But salvation is unconditional acceptance like the father of this prodigal son. Salvation is our father's, yes, you are my son again. Without limit, without criticism. Salvation is hallelujah. For the, in, for the finite man becomes one with the infinite God. How amazing is that? We finite people become one with infinite God. We were like a little creek, little stream. But when we get there, down there to, into ocean, we become ocean. Amen? That is 
eternal life. We will be great. It's beyond our intelligence. Remember the father of prodigal son ran. As soon as he spotted his son is coming, he must have been waiting and looking out all the time. Waiting and waiting and waiting. Maybe it's been years. As soon as he spotted his son is coming, he ran. For Jewish culture, if you go outside of the boundary of a town, that's unclean area, you don't do that. You don't go outside like that. You have to stay here and wait. But this father must be a holy man. But he ran to him, embraced him. Why? Because his son coming into the village, town people will see him. Oh, that son took the half of the inheritance and spent them all for all sin in other country. They have right to stand, stone him to death. That's why the father ran and embraced him. So no one can stone him to death. That's salvation. And he put him the best rope, ring, shoes. That's all the signs of identity from sinner to beloved son, son of God. And the father threw a lavish banquet to celebrate and say, for this my son was dead. He's alive again. He was lost and he's found. Sisters and brothers in Christ, we're all dead, but alive again now because Jesus Christ died for our sin and death. Without question, without criticism, and our Father will protect us. Wherever we are, when we return, then God will run to us and cover us. Church is banquet. I hope they have roast beef and gravy. Worship is the rehearsing of this banquet of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. Remember, we are heaven's family sitting around this God's table, and we, so we cannot curse our life. We cannot curse the world, even the people in the world, even though they are evil, even though they are violent. We cannot curse them. Because Jesus died for them. Jesus forgiven them. Even though they don't know. 
So we have to bless the world. We have to bless the people. We have to congratulate people. With joy and gratitude. In the universe, in the paradigm of the universe, not my province, not my just small world. And we invite them with hallelujah to our banquet. Then they might say, Amen. Yes, I want to come. And this is the end where we make our beginning of eternal life here on earth. Don't wait until you get to heaven. Actually, unless you're praising God and being joyful, there's nothing else you can do in heaven. You can do things here. So we must invite people and let people say amen. Amen. Amen.